The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, a very special program, and we hope uh, you listen closely because it's full of some information that I think you will find interesting. Local attorney John Day is with us this morning. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning to you, Bart. Great to have you with us. Beautiful spring day. It is fantastic. I went for a nice walk around the square before I walked in this morning. It was very nice. I tell you, you can't beat, you know, 55, 60 degrees. Going to be 80 before the day ends. Yes. So just, uh, that, that's the beauty of spring. You cool mornings and then it warms up. My favorite time of the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you have some big things coming up, uh, baby seat uh, adjustments. Oh, and we do. We have, uh, we're working with the Murfreesboro uh, Fire Department as we have uh, many times over the last few years and co-hosting a car seat um, uh, program at our uh, office in Murfreesboro at 1639 uh, Medical Center Parkway. We've tentatively got it set up for May 20th, uh, Saturday morning, but sometimes that date changes a little bit depending on uh, the needs of the fire department. So uh, I would uh, recommend that people look at our Facebook page, which is the John Day Facebook page, the Law Offices of John Day Facebook page, to confirm the date. But we'll have uh, the fire department will, will be there helping people uh, take a look at their uh, child uh, car seats and making sure they're secure and safe. And then we all, we'll have some giveaway items there. So we have some uh, bicycle helmets for uh, children and also some uh, uh, T-shirts uh, for adults, Murfreesboro T-shirts. They're really great, fantastic T-shirts. So uh, please stop by on the 20th. And, of course, the uh, Taylor Swift tickets, too. How does that go? Well, I, I mentioned last time I was here that we were going to give away uh, two tickets to the Taylor Swift concert in Nashville, and we have given those away. We had over 380 different people wow. request tickets. And we picked uh, a mom and her daughter. Uh, the daughter has brain cancer. She has had three surgeries uh, already. She's a, a young girl. And uh, we've been asked not to disclose her name at this point. I think that that will happen after the concert. But it uh, warmed my heart to be able to um, select them. And I, I know they're going to have a great time at the concert. That's just really wonderful because not only did you have a happy two people getting it, but it's, it could be a, a turning point for her. Well, uh, that's that was the goal. We had so many people apply who were deserving of the tickets, and it was a tough choice. And I, I narrowed it down to a, a group of five different uh, people and made this choice. But quite frankly, I could have easily chosen... Uh, many, many different people, uh, all of whom uh, were worthy. Uh, but my, my heart told me to go this way, and that's the way I went. You know, it's good to see contests of this sort where somebody comes away a winner, but it's not just being a winner. Uh, somebody who really needs maybe an encouraging moment. 
Well, I yes, and I was listening to an interesting podcast yesterday where the speaker was talking uh, about the need to do things in life that create a memory dividend, is what he called it, which is a term I'd never heard before. I never, never have either. Well, his, his point was that, that you know, you've got lots of choices of where you could spend your limited time and your limited uh, money, and his recommendation was rather than buying material things to buy memories and uh, create what he called a memory dividend. And he made a good point, and I bet this happens to you, Bart, is that when old friends get together, uh, they talk about the past and things they did together, and they may tell the same stories over and over and over again, and that is the memory dividend. And uh, so hopefully we will create a, a memory dividend for this family. Well, that is exciting to hear. And uh, are, are, if, if, if you ever feel that their story could be shared with others on the radio... I think that would be phenomenal. Well, We've had programs like that, and it helps other people who are just finding out that they're in a similar situation. Well, I will, I will keep that in mind. Uh, we're going to chat as it gets a little closer. We're just a couple weeks away now, and we're going to get them the tickets, and they're going to decide whether or not they want us to release the name to the public, and I'm going to honor their request, and Absolutely. I'll also talk to them about uh, your uh, suggestion. Let's talk about uh, another memory dividend today. <laughs> Not a memory it's dividend. It's a heck of a dividend, <laughs> yes. But I bet uh, the folks over at Fox News, it's made a memory with them. Uh, we're talking about the case uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Fox News uh, was sued by the Dominion Voting Systems. Uh, tell us a little about the background on that. Well, Dominion is a manufacturer of voting machines, and they sued Fox and Fox News, alleging that Fox News had defamed them in connection with the 2020 presidential election. And they were able to show multiple times where um, Fox alleged that there was malfunctioning, deliberate malfunctioning, manipulation of Dominion voting machines data uh, that contributed to Donald Trump's loss in the election. And um, Dominion said that isn't true, and you knew it wasn't true. And so they sued them for defamation in state court in Delaware. Some people may wonder why state court in Delaware as opposed to state any as opposed to the courthouse here in Murfreesboro, right? And the reason for that is is that the Fox Group is uh, their corporation is a Delaware corporation, so people have several choices many times where they can file a lawsuit, and in this case, the people at Dominion chose to file it in Delaware. Another voting machine company, and hopefully we'll get to this a little later chose to file the case in New York. Remember, these programs are hosted out of New York. That was another selection that could have been made by Dominion. But they chose, <coughs> excuse me, they chose the state court in Delaware, where, and that's where the case has been for the last two years. I understand that uh, now that that is behind them, uh, it's, it's not over totally for CNN because there's some other lawsuits uh, that might possibly take place with well, one of them is another uh, 
a voting machine company. Yeah, the the the, uh, the Smartmatic uh, case is the one that is pending in New York State Court, and quite frankly, it has the potential to be a bigger case than this one. That sounds like Fox News isn't going to be around long. Well, they, I mean, you, uh, that's a lot of money. They just well. They they just agreed to pay seven hundred and eighty seven point five million dollars. But let's put it in perspective. Fox has over four billion dollars in cash. Okay, so I mean, think of it this way: if if you as a private person have ten thousand dollars in your checking account and you have to give up twenty five hundred or two thousand to get the math even closer. It is not pleasant. You just assume not get rid of it, but it's not devastating, right? In addition, and nobody's talking about this yet, but I predict we'll be reading about it in the coming weeks. My guess is that Fox had insurance that covered some percentage, perhaps all, of this payment. So um, my guess is this radio station carries insurance, defamation insurance, in case, heaven forbid, that you or somebody else speaking at the radio station would be accused of slandering or defaming somebody in some way. I bet Fox has it. I bet insurance is paying part of this. I bet we'll learn more about that in the coming weeks. On a different angle, uh, but same same topic, what impact is this going to have on President Trump's claims of the way he lost the election? Because I think that's a lot of what's happening with his presentations in uh, New York right now. Yeah, I, 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 uh, that remains to be seen, and it depends on who's listening to the news about what was uncovered in the in the uh, Dominion versus Fox News case. Let me explain what I mean by that. When uh, a lawsuit is filed, each side to the case have a duty to exchange information back and forth between one another. And what Dominion was able to find during that information exchange process, it's called discovery, is a bunch of text messages and recordings and documents that indicated that Fox News did not believe there was any material fraud in the election. Uh, in other words, that in the inside of Fox News, not their public face, but on the inside, they thought that the election was one that was honestly won by Joe Biden. Uh, but they took a different position in public. So that's pretty damning evidence. I want to be careful here to say that we don't know the whole side of the story. Fox News still denies that it did anything wrong, denies it was libel, said it just paid this to compromise and settle the dispute. But at the end of the day, the question is, are the people who believe the election was stolen going to get the information that Dominion uncovered in this case? So, for instance, if, if you never look at anything other than Fox News, you might not be aware of what was revealed in this litigation because it's not being published on Fox News. You have to look elsewhere. 
So the question is, where where are people getting their information? Um, but I think anybody who looks at it objectively, objectively, looks at the information Dominion would uncover, would at least have a question in their mind as, of, was this election really stolen from past President Trump? It would raise a doubt. Would it be conclusive? No, we'd all like to know more, of course. But I think it would raise a doubt in many people's minds. And obviously, Fox News thought it would raise a doubt in the mind of 12 jurors. <laughs> and that's why they settled this case. And it would have caused uh, their executives, some of their top personalities on the air, to take the stand and say one thing or another, which they obviously were concerned with. Yeah, I mean, I going under oath is a big deal. You know, and I would hope so. Yes, you're exactly <laughs> right. And it, it is one thing to stand around the water cooler or to walk down the street or to be on the cell phone and shoot back a little bull. <laughs> but when you sit on a witness oh and it's another thing to sit on tv or on the radio and have a friendly interviewer or if you've got your own show you're just talking and you can say dang near whatever you want to right but when you are put in a uh, witness box and you raise your right hand and you pledge to tell the truth and the person asking you questions is a skilled examiner. He or she knows how to ask questions, and you have a judge who will make you answer those questions, and the lawyer who is examining you has information about what you've said in text messages, in documents, what you've said that's been taped. It tends to lead to the truth, <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, so I mean, it is, it is a. It, you said it right just uh, forty-five seconds ago. I hope it makes a difference. Yes, when you sit on witness stand and swear to tell the truth, it should make a difference. And when questions are being asked by a skilled examiner, the truth tends to come out. Cross-examination, they say in the law, is the crucible of truth. You wonder if. All of this turns out to be true. Of course, we, who knows? Uh, with with the this way it went, it, it could all be covered up, I guess. Uh, although yeah. we're about to see some more suits, I understand, Dominion. We can't say they planned it because I imagine they put all of this together at the same time. It's just falling out this way. They uh, still have pending lawsuits against TV networks Newsmax and OAN. They have lawsuits, I understand, against uh, Trump allies Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and Mike Lindell. And MyPillow. Yeah, that's, Mike that's, Lindell and MyPillow have been sued in oh, Minneapolis. Mike, his MyPillow is also in on yes. it? Yes, yes, and sued in Minneapolis. Interesting. Um, yeah, so there is, there are more cases pending and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of those cases, right? But I'm really interested in the Smartmatic case, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, 
totally different company. Totally different company. and Same product, though. Same product. They make a voting machine. But here is, here's a couple things that are, are worthy of note, I think. Number one, the Dominion company had only $17.5 million in revenue a year. That's not very big. Now, $17.5 million, so, well, that's, you know, I mean, that's real money. I'd like to have it, right? But there are lots of businesses in Murfreesboro that have more than $17.5 million in revenue a year. Smartmatic has $250 million in revenue. In other words, to the extent that they can prove they've been damaged, almost by definition, they've been damaged more than uh, Dominion was damaged, right? Because they're 15 times the size. But here's something that's fascinating, Bart. Do you know, so, so Fox made similar allegations against Smartmatic that they did Dominion. In other words, your crooked voting machines helped impact the election and throw it away from President Trump. Do you know how many counties in the United States of America have Smartmatic voting machines? I don't know, and I'm wondering if we have them here in Tennessee. You do not. We do not. No, there is one county in the entire United States of America that has Smartmatic voting machines. (laughs) One. One? Los Angeles. A city that, of, of a, uppermost. Yeah, of <laughs> eight million, but they got, that's one county, right? Yeah. And, and so even if there was a problem with that voting machine, right, in the votes voting machines in that county, would it have affected the electoral college votes of the most populous state in the union? That has lots of other counties. So, and so they've got lots of incentive over there at Smartmatic to push this hard. They also will get the benefit of all the discovery, the exchange of information that took place in the case against Fox filed by Dominion. So all those same depositions that were taken, all those same text messages, all those same recordings, they're going to get the benefit of all that. So Fox could get slammed. Fox is at risk for getting slammed again. Yes. Is there a possibility? This My mind is strange. <laughs> is there a possibility that uh, any company, small or large, that makes... Voting machines could come together with a class action lawsuit against Fox and use this same material? I don't think so, uh, because if my memory serves me correctly, and I may be wrong on this, I think there was only these two manufacturers that were attacked. Okay, so they specifically pointed and named them. Right, And, and even if there are multiple voting machine manufacturers, and I'm sure there are, they... There's not a big enough group of them, really, I would think, to give rise to appropriate class action status. These are these are cases that at least these two manufacturers decide to pursue on their own in two different places. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the Smartmatic case goes forward in New York State Court. 
I'll tell you what, let's pause for just a few moments, and then we will come back and continue the conversation because this is going to have a far-reaching impact. John Day, local attorney with the John Day Law Firm, with us today. And we're looking at something that's uh, really pretty far-reaching in America's history. All Sports Talk, weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat, and I like eating steak, where my wife will end up getting her salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves her salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. WGNS is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Rutherford County's 22nd annual Earth Day celebration is Saturday, April 22nd, 10 a.m. to 2 on the square. MTE is proud to be the primary sponsor and organizer. Free fun for the whole family, April 22nd on the square. Good morning, T-Dots out here trying to wrap up this rack. 440 westbound right at 65 here in the Berry Hill area. Traffic's been heavy for the last few minutes. Coming up from Brentwood, Franklin on 65, making your way northbound, leaving Williamson County headed towards Nashville. And we still see some traffic volume on 65 south, making your way down through Millersville, through that short section of Sumner County. Hey, Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online right now. Check them out, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see sunny to partly cloudy skies for this afternoon with highs working up into the mid-80s. Then for tonight, partly cloudy skies dropping to a low of 61. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 57. This is Sean Brown. There is an underground civilization under commercial and fleet business. We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We break in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. John Day, local attorney with the John Day Law Firm, is with us today. And we are talking about that uh, big defamation settlement between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News. And, And let me be sure that we all understand this 
It was uh, the folks at Fox News who decided to settle. Is that right? right? It wasn't what was the judge or anything like that. No, no, no. It, the, what, what was reported in the newspaper this morning, um, and I, I had not seen this before this morning, was that on Sunday morning, the lawyers for each side of the case reached out to a mediator, a mediator's a private person who was hired to help put the people together. And they picked this particular mediator from New York who happened to be on a riverboat in the Danube. And they enlisted uh, his help to try to bring them together on uh, Sunday and during the day on Monday. You may remember that the judge postponed the start of the trial on Monday morning uh, to give the parties an extra day to get things worked out. Uh, that did not happen. They started the trial and picking the jurors or finishing picking the jurors on Tuesday morning. And just before opening statements, the mediator was able to bring the parties together via phone from somewhere on the Danube. Um, it was reported he had over 50 phone calls between the parties trying to get them to come together on the terms of a settlement. And that's how it So he out. did it from the Danube? He did it from there. That's a difference in times. I mean, yes. I technology mean, it, changes it, things. It was uh, a pretty impressive effort by the parties and also by the mediator to, to get that done. Interesting. Now, you were mentioning about the size of the Dominion Company. Uh, it was interesting. I, I found this. Uh, you were talking about its earnings. Uh, what they earned... From this lawsuit, from the settlement of this defamation settlement, uh, that's roughly eight times their annual revenue in 2021. Yeah. Eight times. Yeah. I, I. In fact, I think it may be a little greater than that. But I, I am not aware of any payment in any defamation case in the history of this country. That equals seven hundred or exceeds seven hundred and eighty-seven million five hundred thousand dollars. There is a, a judgment uh, against Alex Jones on the Infowars fame that exceeds a billion dollars, uh, but that will never be paid. The gentleman and his companies are in bankruptcy, uh, but this is paid. I mean, there will be a check written for seven hundred and eighty-seven million five hundred thousand dollars. A lot of that was a question we just got in from uh, listeners asking, how sure are the folks at uh, Dominion that they will get their money? There's, I, I, I would say there is zero doubt because, as I, I mentioned earlier, Fox has over $4 billion in cash or warrants. They got, they got ready access to cash. And uh, as I also said, I believe... Or I will not be surprised if there's some level of liability insurance here to pick up part of the tab for Fox News. What do you think this is going to have? What kind of uh, impact will this have on Rupert Murdoch? Well, that depends on his attitude, doesn't it? I mean, there is, uh, I'm sure there are some people who think that he will pay more attention to doing some investigation before he allows people to get on the air and just make statements. 
Um, how much time can he investigate? How, I mean, it looks like they just see them, and it's out there, and you yeah. can't bring them back. Well, that's that's just it, you know, and it gets into very interesting questions of public policy and constitutional law. I mean, we this is... The, this is a classic case, and quite frankly unusual, where the law of torts, personal injuries, uh, is, that's the law of defamation as part of, of tort law, bumps up in, against the First Amendment. Now she has the right to speak, right? You have a right to free speech. And that's why there's limitations on defamation lawsuits. In this case, the judge found as a matter of law that... F- Fox's statements about the election were false. In other words, there was no evidence that they could produce to the contrary. Okay, The question that was left for the jury was not just the amount of damages, but did Fox act with actual malice? Actual malice, that is, ill will toward Dominion when it made those statements. Dominion had to prove that because the First Amendment protects Fox's right to give to speak freely, okay, unless they say false statements with actual malice. That's when the First Amendment is trumped. That's where defamation law permits the award of damages. Okay. So there is the and, and it's been proven once. So the remaining cases uh should be a little easier to prove, I guess. Or will it? Is it, is it? Well, remember, the statements of the individuals are different. So the statements of Fox towards Smartmatics and its voting machines are different than the statements or many of the statements they made against Dominion. So Smartmatics still has to prove that what was said about them was false. And they have to prove that that Fox acted with actual malice. Okay, the same thing is true with regard to Rudy Giuliani and to Mike uh, Pillow, the or Lindall, the Pillow guy. They've got to prove that Mike Lindall's statements were not only false and defamatory, but that they were made with actual malice. So you, I mean, you look at him. He's not. I, I don't guess he's a politician. I, I don't know his background, other than pillows. I think he's just the pillow guy. I mean, he just, I think he's had some interesting things. In he's had some life. rough, rough life. Rough I mean, life. Yeah. Came through them. Um, he came through them and built a very uh, solid business. But has been very, very involved in this whole issue the last two and a half years. So it shows. Be careful who you support or how you support them, because if if some funny stuff's going on, you could get in trouble. Is it saying that, or am I misreading that? I think, I think what the law says is that it is important that you, if you're, that you speak the truth. Period. That's good for anything. Okay, and that if you are. You're permitted to make mistakes when you're speaking about public figures, people in the public eye. But if you make those mistakes and do so with actual malice, in other words, you are intending with bad motive 
to say these false things to hurt some somebody else, then you're going to be held responsible for it. But I, I, I don't want to... Defamation cases are very, very hard, particularly against public figures. We don't have many of them in Tennessee. Believe it or not, we don't keep count of defamation cases in Tennessee. We have no mechanism to keep up with them. But I can tell you that our appellate courts see only two a year, maybe. Really? Only two? Yeah. What states have the biggest? Do you have any clue on that? Well, I would. My, my guess, and it is only a guess, would be New York or L.A., would, would California, would because that's where the news places are located, right? That's where the big news is made, and th- that's where CBS is going to be more likely to sue, or CNN, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I... If I had to guess, that's what I would say, but I have I have no information on that. So if you were giving out advice to people, speak the truth. Whatever you do, speak the truth. And if they still go after you, it's because you've been successful and they look at you as a dollar mark. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No. Okay. No, I would I w- what I would say is this. It's important to inform yourself if you're going to be speaking in the public eye. And take positions based on some sort of reason with facts to support it before you start saying a whole bunch of negative things. And don't hesitate to admit you're wrong if you are, because sometimes you can make a mistake, right? <laughs> sure. And uh, quite frankly, an apology just saying, you know what, I missed that. I hadn't considered that. Thanks for sharing that with me. Will go a long way in avoiding any sort of legal problems for you. What about, and, and we hear this on local issues on avoiding lawsuits in media, they say be sure that your sources of news are reputable, and they, they even lay, line out uh, certain groups that you should only use. Don't, use. don't use the man on the street approach. That used to be popular, but they say, that's an opinion of somebody. So use uh, law enforcement agencies, press conferences, things of that sort that you can pin your your, your site, source. Your yes. source. Yeah, I mean that's good practice, right? So it. This so is they a, didn't practice that. Though. <laughs> well, there there was some indications that they relied on people who were offering bad opinions or opinions that were designed to achieve a result as opposed to being based on fact and that they knew it and still continued to publish news that was wrong. And that's going to get uh, a journalist in trouble. So they were guided by their hearts as opposed to facts. Uh, well, or at least uh, it sounds like let it. me tell you what Dominion would say. I don't know what guided the Fox News team, but what Dominion said is they were guided by profit. What Dominion said, and there's text messages that were released to the public that support this, that Fox News internally debated whether or not they should continue to try to maintain that the election was stolen and that they decided from an editorial standpoint that their audience wanted them to say that the election was stolen. And if they didn't say that, 
they that audience would go to Newsmax or Omar. They would lose market share. So I don't know what the ultimate truth is. All I know is that what Dominion's position is, and I saw text messages from which that conclusion could be argued. Where will these uh, cases against Newsmax, uh, OAN, uh, the Trump allies, where will, will those all be in New York or will they go back to Wilmington? No, they're, they'll, they're filed in different places. And I don't know where they're filed except the one against my pillow and Mike Lindahl. Those, that one is filed in Minneapolis because that's where he's based out of. So the law of where you file lawsuits is sort of complicated and varies from state to state. But that case against Lindahl could be properly brought in Minnesota. The case filed by Smartmatic against Fox could be properly brought in New York. And the other ones are pending various places. They're not necessarily in Delaware. And they won't all come together in one force. They will not. No, this is going to dribble out over the next three years. The New York case will probably not go to trial if it's tried until 2025. So this this could help uh, Trump in his efforts for reelection. I mean, this it won't. It could have less of an impact because it's going to come along after the election. Yeah, I think it's. I think there will be continued information dripping out (laughs) and the question is where does it find its way on the on the front page of the newspaper or the first five minutes of the tv news or where on the radio news right it's just but yeah there'll be there'll be ongoing skirmishes but we won't have two or three days of media coverage like we've had on this uh, particular settlement we'll continue the conversation an interesting one today Uh, One of the largest, maybe the largest, defamation settlements in U.S. history. Wow. And it was uh, victorious by the Dominion Voting Systems. They make the voting machines. $787.5 million settlement. And it was uh, the folks at Fox News who said, we'd rather have the settlement then go to court. That's basically what they've said. That's what they said, yes, sir. We'll be right back. John Day is our guest this morning. You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey, one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four. When the unexpected happens, fire, water, or storm damage, fair construction can help. Fair Construction is also there to help when a car slams through the wall, and that seems to happen more often these days. I'm Ron Hall. Let our family at Fair Construction help you. Call Fair Construction, and we'll board up, put down tarps, secure your home or business until the insurance coverage is approved. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. 
Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and see us for all your garden needs. We have everything you need to help that garden grow. And we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns. We have black and brown mulch in bulk. Please come see us. And as always, don't forget us for all your gifts, clothing, and pet needs. This is Tina Fox. Your co-op farm and home center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. We'll see sunny to partly cloudy skies for this afternoon with highs working up into the mid-80s. Then for tonight, partly cloudy skies dropping to a low of 61. I'm meteorologist Michael Carra, News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 57. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS. Welcome back. John Day, local attorney with the John Day Law Firm, with us this morning. And we're talking about history in the making. This just happened. I mean, this week. Uh, the largest defamation settlement in the whole U.S. history uh, it was settled, and it was against Fox News. Uh, and the winner was the Dominion Voting System Company, $787.5 million. And they get that money. And John says it's, it's going to happen. I mean, we're not going to see anybody say, oh, that's more than I thought it was going to be. No, I, I think it's, um, I mean, they have to do the final paperwork, right? These The way these things work in the real world is... The lawyers get together, and uh, in this case, with the assistance of a, media, a mediator who was on the Danube, uh, reach an oral agreement, and then there's a short memorandum that is often signed that has essential terms, and then they hammer out a 8 or 10 or 12-page document that says the same thing with more lawyerly words, and uh, that'll be worked out in the next couple of weeks, and then the money will be paid over to uh, Dominion. Now, when this all began, when, at what point do you think they, did any of them have the inkling that this could end up this way? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, let me give you the statistics for Tennessee, just on on cases that get settled, and I think this will provide some guidance on that point. Last last year in Tennessee, there were... uh, Almost 10,000 civil disputes, lawsuits, resolved in the entire state. And less than 2% of those actually went to trial. So what that means is that the day that a lawsuit is filed, there's only a 1 in 50 chance that that case will actually be tried to a judge or a jury. And those numbers are pretty close all around the country. Some cases, some states have more trials, some have less. But I think it's fair to say that the in every state, the vast, vast, vast majority of cases are settled. The question is, when are they settled? And in this case, what it took was that exchange of information. And, and, and that took time. And you remember what happened just a couple of weeks before trial. 
is that a Fox producer sued Fox saying, you encouraged me not to be fully truthful in my testimony. And by the way, you didn't turn over evidence that looks really bad for you. And that lawsuit, and then they fired her, okay? That lawsuit is pending, but that information put pressure on Fox, I'm sure, and also emboldened Dominion, and I'm sure it influenced the result. Now, we don't know how much because we only have what's public on on these things. I don't know how to weigh what she said. I don't know if what she said is true. But I can tell you that the men and the women who lawyers who represented these parties evaluated that and put some weight on it one way or the other. There was a quote from uh, Dominion CEO John Poulos, I guess is the way to pronounce his name, says Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. That was his statement. Are there ways to know if if that's accurate? Well, I I let I can only put that put it this way. Number one, the judge found as a matter of law that the statements that Fox made about Dominion were false. The judge could only reach that conclusion. If he believed, looking at all the information submitted by Fox and by Dominion, that no reasonable jury could find that Fox was telling the truth. (laughs) It's a very, very, very high standard. And I will tell you, it is extremely rare for judges to go that far. It happens, you know. Sometime in the next month, it's going to happen at the courthouse right down the street. Some judge here will make the decision that one side or the other wins because no reasonable jury could find to the contrary. So were there lies told? At least one judge believes that no reasonable jury could find to the contrary. Did that do damage to Dominion? I don't know. (laughs) All I can say, because I haven't seen the evidence, and none of the information about the damage done to Dominion has ever been made public that I've seen. Okay, And I've looked. But I can say this. There was enough evidence of damage to Dominion that Fox was willing to voluntarily pay $787.5 million. Now... Those are undisputed facts. You can't you can't dispute any of that. Were the real damages more? Were the real damages less? I don't know. I just know what Fox was willing to pay. Well, sounds like a topic for a book and possibly a new movie. <laughs> and John Day, you should have a starring role. In oh, that. yeah. <laughs> John Day, local attorney, our guest this morning. Uh, we have about thirty seconds left. Any final thoughts on this? Well, I encourage people to continue to follow this story because it is an interesting look into the legal system and how it works. There are lots of 
interesting questions. Why was this case filed in Baltimore? Why did it settle at the last minute? What's going to be going on with these other cases scattered around the country? And how will that influence the public's perception about the our elections and whether they work or they don't? And so lots of interesting stuff on the legal front that's going to impact, I think, our view of elections and how they operate. Could the total that was awarded here be exceeded in the future ones? As uh, I think so. I think, I think that just based on the relative size between uh, Smartmatic and Dominion, that is Smartmatic being so much bigger, I can see a larger damages to Smartmatic and therefore them holding out for a larger number from Fox. John Day, our guest this morning. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Bart. Have a great weekend.